Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Welcome to AutoLine Daily, where we cover the latest stories in the global automotive industry and the backstory as to why they're happening. And this could be fantastic news for sales of the Ford Mustang and the Jeep Wrangler and other American cars in China. Two years ago, in retaliation to the United States placing tariffs on Chinese-made tires, China slapped tariffs on imported cars from the U.S. with engines two and a half liters or larger. Even BMWs and Mercedes-Benzes that were made in the USA and exported to China were hit with those tariffs. At the time, China claimed U.S. car makers were receiving government subsidies and were dumping cars in China. But earlier this week, China's Ministry of Commerce decided to let those duties expire because it did not receive any application from Chinese automakers to keep those tariffs in place. Yesterday, Honda showed U.S. journalists the new redesign of the Fit, but it embargoed all pictures of that car until tomorrow. But since the Fit is already on sale in Japan, where it quickly became the best-selling car in the country, we can show you what it looks like. The new one is a lot bigger than the current car, and Honda will start making it at a new assembly plant in Celaya, Mexico. Honda sells about 50,000 fits in the U.S. market every year, and it says it's been capacity constrained. That Mexican plant will eliminate those constraints. The plant will also build a CUV built off the same platform. In Japan, it's named the Vezel, and Honda will reveal more details about it tomorrow. Are you like me that whenever a skip this ad icon pops up on a video, you immediately click it? But as an automaker, how do you get people to really pay attention to an ad? Well, that's why Acura hired comedian Jerry Seinfeld to write the ads for his webcast, which is called Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Seinfeld wrote the ads, which were directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, who also directed the movie Men in Black, and are a spoof of the kind of television advertising that you might have seen in the 1950s or 60s. As of right now, they'll only be running on that web series, but Acura is considering using them on national television as well. The only problem? Honda's senior vice president, Mike Akavitti, tells Autoline they're not sure which one would be the most effective. So they're trying to figure that out right now. And you know, to me, those ads could do for Acura what those Ron Burgundy ads did for the Dodge Durango, which shot up sales more than 50%. More and more emphasis these days is placed on fuel economy, but which automaker has the best fleet average? According to the EPA, Mazda tops the list at an average of 27.5 miles per gallon, with Honda close on its heels at 27 mpgs. Chrysler was the worst at 21.6, with GM and Ford only slightly better. But here is my auto line insight. Companies like Mazda don't make commercial vehicles. They don't make full-size pickups, SUVs, or vans. I mean, come on, Mazda sells seven models compared to nearly 40 for General Motors. This kind of comparison is what feeds the misperception that the American automakers are behind the ball when it comes to fuel economy. It is worth knowing which car company is in the lead 
but you need to understand the reasons behind the rankings. You know, we keep hearing more and more about advanced batteries and fuel cell cars, and someday they may dominate the automotive market, but the U.S. Energy Department predicts that by 2040, nearly 80% of all cars and trucks will still have internal combustion engines fueled by gasoline. Coming up next, I want to introduce you to the next member of my Blue Ribbon panel to name the Autoline Executive of the Year. There's so much to love about Bridgestone's Dueler tires. The amazing traction, the quiet, comfortable ride, and they're really tough. It's like loving three tires in one. Last week and this, I've been talking about Autoline choosing the one automotive executive who stands out above all the others. The execs who made the short list include Mark Royce from General Motors, Alan Mulally from Ford, Tom Dahl from Subaru of America, Martin Wintercorn from Volkswagen, and Akio Toyota from you know where. I put together a blue ribbon panel of automotive experts to help me choose which exec stood out above all the others. I've already talked about Marianne Keller and Dr. David Cole. Today, I want to talk about Neil DeCoker. Neil started his career at what was then called the General Motors Institute and today is known as Kettering University. He enjoyed a great career path, working in various parts of General Motors, and was ultimately selected to be part of the 100-person team that did all the strategic planning for what became the Saturn Corporation. DeCoker later spent time at the giant Canadian supplier Magna, and he ran the Automotive Manufacturing Parts Association, the organization of Canadian suppliers. Realizing that no such organization existed in the United States, he went out and started the OESA, the Original Equipment Suppliers Association. Let me tell you, the car companies did not like the idea of suppliers banding together and speaking with one voice, but today, the OESA is recognized as a vital and important part of doing business in the automotive industry. Neil just retired as CEO of the OESA, and that's why I jumped at the chance to add him to the Blue Ribbon panel. And on Friday, I'll reveal who the panel chose as the Autoline Executive of the Year. But that wraps up today's report. Thank you for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.